The Talking Point with Kathy Motlasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. So on Monday, the 17th, we begin our vaccination program in earnest. Dr. Leslie Bamford is the Acting Chief Director for Child Health in the National Department of Health. Uh, Dr. Bamford, good morning to you. Uh, Good morning and good morning to the listeners. Firstly, just give us a sense in terms of um, the state of preparedness for Monday and what is it that people should know about, you know, government entering this phase of its vaccination rollout? So I think what's very important for for people to know is that that, uh, uh, we will be starting what we're calling uh, phase two, which is when we start to uh, vaccinate the general population. So that will be starting on Monday. Um, and of course, this is a very important step because uh, it does mean that we start the journey of uh, vaccinating the population. Uh, and we know that once we have uh, vaccinated um, the, the general population, that we can start to uh, return to uh, life as we as we knew it before. It may not be exactly as it was before, but I think it is a significant moment mm. um, because we can start to think um, about uh, being able to to live our lives uh, differently to how we are currently uh, need to be need to be. Um, living our lives, the precautions that we need to be taking, etc. So I think it's very important to to stress that it is a journey. It's not something that is going to uh, happen overnight, uh, but it nevertheless will be uh, that first step um, about thinking about returning to uh, more of a normal life. We have heard reference, uh, at least when, um, you know, the scale of the vaccination program was being spoken about, reference to the child vaccination program and how efficient that has become over the years and that, um, you know, the the rollout for the vaccine will draw many lessons from that. So just expand that a bit more for us in terms of our own capacity to roll out vaccines in this country. So thank you for that. We do have a, um, a strong childhood uh, vaccination program uh, in South Africa. Um, we have approximately um, a million children are born each year in South Africa. Mm. Um, and we managed to reach more than 80% of those children with a whole series of uh, vaccinations, uh, starting at birth, um, going through the, uh, to 18 months and then even to five years. Um, and of course, we have also rolled out our HPV vaccination campaign to uh, grade four and grade five girls in our public sector schools. Mm. So, so we certainly um, have uh, experience in running large immunization programs, and we're definitely drawing on and building on that experience. At the same time, I think it must be said that, that uh, the COVID vaccination program does uh, present some uh, new challenges. The the number of people who need to be vaccinated um, is is larger, uh, and we don't. Uh, up until now, we haven't had strong adult vaccination programs in South Africa. Of course, we um, do vac- vaccinate high risk adults against uh, flu each year, uh, 
uh, but the numbers have been relatively small. So I think it's a mixed bag. We certainly are mm. drawing on our experience from childhood immunization, uh, but we do face some uh, new challenges uh, in rolling out the COVID vaccine program. Dr. Bamford, just listening to you, it sounds to me that it is probably easier for you to vaccinate younger children than it would be to vaccinate adults. Are there particular reasons why? So, so I think the, I, I think the reason is really that um, for many years, uh, children have been coming to our facilities. There's really a, a strong culture of childhood vaccination uh, in South Africa. So we have good uptake. Uh, parents and other caregivers bring their children to our health facilities um, uh, to have their children vaccinated. Um, and we've built that up um, over many years. Whereas I think it's true to say that that uh, for many adults in South Africa, uh, vaccination is new. Uh, they don't necessarily remember being vaccinated as children. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a level of uh, concern and vaccine um, hesitancy uh, that we do to make sure that we address. We need to make sure that people really understand the importance of uh, vaccination, uh, that they understand that uh, vaccines um, are safe and effective, um, and then, of course, the practical challenges of making sure that we uh, reach every adult in South Africa. Let's speak about the process of firstly getting people registered for vaccines. Um, we took a caller from, from Stanley, a call rather from Stanley, who's eight years old, and he says he hasn't been told anything about um, vaccinations and actually doesn't even know where to begin in terms of securing his spot for vaccinations? So uh, for the last uh, almost month or so, we uh, have been registering uh, people over um, 60 years of age because, as I'm sure you are aware, uh, the Phase two, the vaccine rollout will, will initial, initially uh, focus mostly on targeting um, older persons, people over 60 years, because we know that those are the people who are at highest risk of severe disease and death from COVID. So registration uh, kicked off um, about a month ago, uh, and we have currently uh, registered just less than 1 million people over 60 years. So uh, when the uh, self-registration started imi- uh, initially, um, it was uh, technology-based, um, but we are working very hard um, at expanding the ways in which people can register. Mm. So one can still register uh, through the internet or on, on, a, on a, a phone using um, either a, a web-based service or a USSD or WhatsApp service. Uh, And particularly uh, the USSD uh, service can obviously be run on um, an ordinary phone um, and is zero rated, so it has no uh, cost associated with it. So of course uh, we are aware that um, many people, particularly the 60 years and older, may not have access and may not be uh, tech savvy uh, and able to register themselves. 
So we're really encouraging uh, family members to assist with registration. Um, in addition, uh, in all of our provinces, uh, the provinces are running campaigns where they are assisting uh, older persons to register. Uh, our community health workers are assisting uh, people to register. Um, and many uh, registration kiosks uh, have been uh, set up all over the country. Uh, and then finally, uh, from next week, uh, citizens will also be able to uh, register uh, through our call center. So uh, we, as I say, we really are trying to provide a range of ways uh, in which uh, to allow people uh, to register. Oh, of we really course, do sure. encourage people to register um, beforehand. Uh, where this is impossible, uh, there will also be um, some allowance for people to arrive at the site and to be vaccinated. So, so one of the one of the things that that you've raised about these different stations and kiosks that are being set up is that they require people to actually find them. Now, at a district level, at a more local level, do you think that there, there is enough information about how different districts are going to be carrying out the rollout of, of the vaccine? And, you know, the, the elderly are people who also, by and large, would have been mostly in isolation at their homes uh, during this period. So I think it's really going to uh, take everyone's um, uh, assistance and help. We, we really need to um, mobilize uh, all of society uh, to ensure that uh, everyone is vaccinated. So there certainly is uh, information being provided, uh, but we know that we uh, always need to uh, do more to make sure that the uh, information uh, reaches reaches everyone. So I think uh, in the next week or so, um, as the uh, vaccination vaccine vaccination rollout uh, starts, uh, there will be uh, more information uh, made available uh, around mm-hmm. how people can register, uh, where they should register, and etc. But we would really uh, encourage everyone uh, in society, uh, family members, churches, etc., cetera, uh, to take that information and make sure that it does reach uh, everyone in the community. Mm. So so one of the things that, that I also wanted you to touch on was that, yes, there, there's, there's centralized communication from a national perspective, but we know that different provinces will be taking different approaches to how they roll out the vaccines again at a local level. Is there enough um, synchronization perhaps between what is happening at a local level versus the national so that there isn't too much of what may be conflicting messages about this rollout? So, so I think that point is taken, and sometimes it is difficult to make sure that uh, communication is synchronized uh, from a national level at a provincial level um, and and a district level. Um, but we are working very hard to make sure that we have a consistent set of messages 
um, and that those messages are uh, consistently uh, communicated um, and that local communities, um, at, well, district level and uh, even at a lower level within communities, uh, have access to those messages um, and then are able to supplement those messages with the uh, information that pertains to that uh, specific local area. So, so how 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 then do you think that that challenge is going to be overcome? So, I think um, I, I think once the um, vaccine rollout uh, starts next week, um, that that people will become um, will become more aware of mm. what's happening um, at a local level. Um, and um, and and so that uh, our our colleagues in uh, government communications will be uh, running a, a large national campaign, uh, but that does include working uh, at all levels. So in addition to the uh, communication at national level, uh, there's also um, work and part of that campaign is to uh, try and increase the coordination between the different levels. Let me quickly go to the phone lines and take Gwena. Gwena, you're calling us from Polokwane. Good morning to you. Hi, Maria. Hi, Gwena. Yes, uh, I, I, I want to talk about the flu vaccine and the COVID vaccine. Go for it. With the, with the, the flu, the COVID vaccine, uh, I'm worried uh, about the, the, the two jumpers. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm over 60 and I registered on the first day. I think it was on the 17th of last month. But now I hear the politicians, the, the political parties are aging their, 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 their members who are over 60 mm. to, regi- to, to register. And they are worried that they may lose their members. I'm afraid that those people are going to be put in the, fall, in, in the front of the queues because of their status. Mm. You see, because I, I think they're going, they're, they are now aging to be prioritized. But uh, we, 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 it will be at the expense of, uh, at the expense of us uh, ordinary citizens who have registered. Okay. And, I, the, yeah. and the other thing is uh, they are going to take advantage of uh, the, 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 the Western Cape uh, system, which, is, which seems to be the one running smoothly. Because most of them, they are based in, uh, in Cape Town. They, I, I suggest that each MP must go and register in the province, go and vaccinate there, mm. so that they, they, they may see to the efficiency of the system in their, in their provinces. Okay. Now, yeah. now can you find from... For me, what, what, what's, what's going on with the, the ordinary flu that uh, we take? Is it available in uh, public uh, uh, facilities or what? Okay, uh, I'll give Dr. Bamford an opportunity to respond uh, just to those concerns that you've raised there, Gwena. It's 10.30. Let me take Anne Musa, who's standing by with your latest news headlines. SFM Talking Point. 
We continue the conversation on the talking point. We're, fa- we're focusing on um, the vaccination program that uh, next week will be expanded to uh, the elderly in the country. Dr. Leslie Bamford is the Acting Chief Director for Child Health in the National Department of Health. Dr. Bamford, uh, perhaps maybe just your response to some of the questions that were raised by our caller, Gwena. So I think if I heard correctly, there were two questions that were raised. So the first was about um, when when will people who have registered uh, be vaccinated? So uh, starting over the weekend, uh, we will start to be sending uh, messages to people uh, who have registered. Um, this will be done on in each area on a first come first serve basis. So mm-hmm. people who registered early. Uh, should be prioritized um, and should hopefully be uh, vaccinated uh, uh, very soon. I think that was one of the questions. The second question, if I heard correctly, uh, related to the uh, flu vaccine. Um, So unfortunately, um, the recommendations are that people do not uh, receive Mm. uh, the flu vaccine and the COVID vaccine uh, more close, there should be a two-week period between uh, receiving the two vaccines. Um, so if people um, have had a flu vaccine in the past two weeks, they will not be uh, eligible for the COVID vaccine. If that is the case um, and they are scheduled for COVID vaccination, then that is not a problem. They can skip that um, appointment and they will be rescheduled uh, to mm. receive the COVID vaccine uh, after the two-week uh, period after receiving their flu vaccine. And and if you can also just answer his issue about people being prioritized or skipping the queue effectively when it comes to vaccinations, how likely is that from a system point of view? Well, certainly if uh, people register on the system, uh, as we are requesting that they can, that they do, uh, then they will not be able to uh, skip the queue uh, and people will be uh, vaccinated um, as I said in the in the order in which they were they registered um, of course if they meet the uh, criteria of being 60 years and older all right uh, dr. Leslie Bamford the acting chief director for child health in the National Department of Health let me thank you so much for your time today we certainly um, do need a, a longer conversation on this issue because I think they there's so many little things that people may be able may want to ask about this process but for now we're going to have to leave it there